0: copy of God's word this morning if you will find your way to the gospel of Luke Luke chapter Luke chapter number one this morning uh, Luke 1 will begin in verse number five God's prophetic plan is always on schedule. We may not always uh, think it's well it's not always on our uh, schedule, but it is always on schedule with him. Some periods uh, seem to witness a faster fulfillment of these uh, prophecies um, than others. We know some seemingly slow times in in the things that have happened in historical, uh, biblical context, Uh, Israel, for instance, being in captivity for uh, some 400 years. And then you hear of the 400 years of silence, that intertestament period from the Old Testament to the uh, New Testament. And then you see those swift fulfillments of God's prophecy, the deliverance from uh, Egypt. Uh, The time of the birth of Christ, even present time, how it seems that uh, we see fulfillment of God's uh, prophecy. And so the curtain opens, and this is a preparation for uh, the birth of Christ, and and we know that it is uh, not when... We celebrate or when we acknowledge this birth of Christ. As as a matter of fact, I was uh, reading somewhere, uh, someone had said there's at least a hundred plus different times that this could have taken place, the actual birth. Of Christ, we know it could have been sometime between October and November, uh, based on the shepherds watching their fields, moving their flocks. All of that plays a time and 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 the way things are orchestrated, uh, even in the calendar system of their day. But then the curtains began to open, and as we make. Um, preparations, if you will, uh, for the birth of Christ. Uh, this begins with the announcement of another birth, the one who would go before Christ, and that is uh, John. And we know his parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth. Zacharias was a, a priest, Elizabeth coming out of the line of Aaron. And so I want us to look at this scripture. Uh, Beginning in verse number 5, and it says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless." Without at the time of incense, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And they shall have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong, strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many other children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Let's pray. Holy Father, we are so thankful, God, for your word. Lord, we are thankful that as prophecy was once fulfilled in your coming here to earth the first time, how we long for prophecy to be fulfilled yet again when Christ comes for the second time. Lord, I pray that as we look at your word, God, that you would speak to our hearts. May we listen obediently to you. God, if there is one that is lost under the sound of my voice today, we pray that they be saved. Lord, that you would convict their heart that they would turn to you before it's eternally too late. Likewise, for that one who maybe is backslidden, Lord, you know their heart. We pray that you would convict it. Lord, if they get right with you, and Father, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and the honor and the glory, for it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. There's a few things I want us to mention here in these verses of Scripture and. In- uh, what really stood out to me this week as I had uh, began preparation for uh, Advent that will actually begin uh, next Sunday and, and as we looked forward to the celebration of Christ and His first coming, uh, I thought about this particular verse where it says in verse 12, and when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him, but the angel said to him, fear not, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shall call his name John. That Those two verses really spoke to my heart in the sense that we have a lot of folks today who are troubled, and they have troubleness in their hearts, they have trouble within their families, within, uh, obviously our country has its own troubles, our government has its troubles. And I believe that sometimes that maybe if we would just be listening for God's voice, we could hear him say, fear not, for your prayer is heard. It would do good for us to just be quiet for once, right? It's interesting, I think I've mentioned this to you before, uh, fear not there is mentioned as a matter of fact, if you'll do a study on that word, fear not, you will find that there are 365 fear nots in God's word. You know how often that is? A fear not for what? Every day of our modern calendar today fear not and I believe that is the message that God would have for us to not fear even when we are troubled even when we have all of these obstacles that are coming against us I believe that God is saying fear not for I have heard your prayer I thought about a title burden lifting day so I thought about uh, Zacharias here and, and Elizabeth as they were, as the Bible says, they were very well stricken in their years. Notice in verse 7 he had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both now well stricken in years. The burden in their lives. They had no child, Elizabeth being barren. They were both stricken, they were both elderly. And only in these few verses, after uh, we meet them, we are aware of this uh, problem, if you will, that they have. And this must have been something that was very paramount in their thoughts as they lived their day-to-day life, knowing not only are they elderly, but they have no child. Others knew this was Their problem and could not know them long without it being known or obvious to others they were good people bible says that they were a godly people those that walked in the counsel of god those who followed his commandments good people but they still had that problem perhaps your burden this morning eclipses all of the blessings that God has for you. And I think sometimes we allow our troubles and our failures and our burdens to really blind us to what God has for us. Could I encourage you this morning to come to Him with that today? What is the burden that you have? Is it for those in your family that are lost? Those who are not following in the ways of God is it those uh who are in a wrong wrong, uh, wrong relationship with others maybe it's ill health some financial troubles home troubles is there some besetting sin in your life that that you just can't seem to get rid of i was spot talked to a gentleman earlier this week and um, he had a very rough, rough, rough life, and in and out of jail, and prison, and just a lot of, a lot of things going on in his life. Had some addictions to, to drugs and some alcohol, and and as he and I were talking, and and the more we talked, the more he just kind of released this information out, and I could see his eyes uh, started to to well up, and. I'm the kind of guy. If I see somebody crying, I don't know, don't even have an idea what they're crying about. I'm fixing to join them, right? My eyes started tearing up as well, and we just sat there and talked. And he said, "You know, I I have so many regrets in life. I have so many troubles." He said, "I haven't seen my kids in ten years. I I didn't even get to watch my little boy grow up because I was in prison." And he said, "But you know." Through all of that, as bad as I am, I'm so glad that I found God. He's been clean for roughly six months and we pray that he stays clean. But I say all that to say perhaps there is some things in our life that eclipse us, that blinds us from seeing What it is that God has for us. God saves even those who see themselves as unworthy. And if we want to get to the heart of the matter. Dear friend none of us are worthy of his love. Maybe there's some besetting sin. But notice in verses 8 through verse 11. Their burden lifting Day had arrived for them and it came to pass, verse 8, that while he executed the priest's office, while he was going about his duties before God in the order of his course according to the custom of his office, his lot was to burn incense when he had went into the temple of the Lord. And a whole multitude of people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Today the answer to his and Elizabeth's prayers were going to be uh, answered here. They would come, they would come to pass. And today was the longing in each of them that had to have a son. It was about to be satisfied. That empty place filled. Some things to notice about that day. It was an ordinary day, right? It was just another day where he was going to go and do what he was supposed to do. It was his uh, job, if you will, to do uh, his priestly functions. And so this day was an ordinary day that was preceded by an ordinary yesterday. Yesterday was the same. They carried out their duties just as they would any other days. Zacharias went to the temple. As usual, it was just a day of prayer, just like any other time. But it was something special about this day. This was a a burden-lifting day. And and I thought about some other days in the Bible of some folks that had some burdens that were lifted off of them. Remember uh, old blind Bartimaeus? He was standing outside of Jericho. And as the Lord passed by, all he wanted was to what? Have a sight. Can you imagine living a life without eyesight? A burden lifting day. Oh crooked Zacchaeus, the wee little man, right? Climbed up in a tree. Just so he could see Christ. The Samaritan at the well. A Samaritan woman who, who had no fellowship with Jews whatsoever. Jesus, being a Jew, came by and not only sat beside her, but asked her to draw water for him. A woman who tried to hide her past. And yet the Lord knew everything about her. Said she had no husband. And the Lord said, what? You're right. You didn't have just one. He started naming them off. You had a multitude started naming her sins. But it's interesting at the well how the the woman had went to the well to get water. But notice that she left the pot behind when she went to tell the community what had just happened. Jesus said, if you drink of me, the fountain of living waters, you will never thirst again. She didn't need that pail of water no more. She went and told the whole community of what had happened. This man knew everything about me and has forgiven me. It was a burden-lifting day. Verses 12 through verse 25. We didn't read all of those verses. We read through uh, verse 17, but if you was to read a little bit further, if you wanted to go to verse 18, it says, And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God. And I'm sent to speak unto thee and show thee glad tidings. And behold, you shall be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, when shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple and when he came out, he could not speak unto them, and they perceived that he had vision, seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of the menstruation were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and did uh, hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. If you skip down to verse uh, number 58, it says, And their neighbors and her cousins heard, Now the Lord had showed great mercy upon her and rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise a child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called. John, doing just as the Lord had instructed them to do. When the burden was lifted, their blessings were far greater than they had ever expected. They had only hoped for a baby, one of whom they could could hold, one of whom they could show their love, one who could uh, see themselves, one who would keep the memory alive. The family name in the neighborhood. But yet God gave them someone still remembered, even to this day, as they are multitudes would come to hear him preach. That's what the Bible says. Even O wicked Herod was amongst them in his congregation, the very forerunner of Christ. The angel's announcement said you will call him john in that day and time we know that they was always named after their father and she said no call him john john the prophecy of zacharias in verses 67 uh, through the remainder of the chapter it says and his father zacharias was filled with the holy ghost and prophesied saying blessed be the lord god of israel for he hath visited and redeemed his people and have raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant david and he spake by mouth of his holy prophets which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and remembered his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through his tender mercy of our God whereby the spring from on high have visited us. To give light to them that are set in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into a way of peace. The child grew and waxed strong in spirit it was in the deserts till the day of the showing of Israel. Be saved. From all of our enemies, from those that have hated us. And notice here it says that he would grant unto them, verse 74, the delivered out of our enemies that we might serve without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Could I say that is something that we as Christians should strive for today? To serve the Lord without fear, without reservation, without, try, or, or without fear of, of, of uh, offending someone. But notice that it says that in holiness and righteousness. Those are two words that sometimes Baptist folk don't like to hear. Holiness. Oh how we need that today. Righteousness, proclaiming the gospel. And that is exactly what John did, was it not? Proclaimed, Christ is coming. Christ is coming. And dear friend, you and I today have a similar message that we need to proclaim that Christ is coming. And we need to have our hearts ready. This morning, I pose the question to you. What is your burden? What is your burden? What is your area of defeat? Zacharias and Elizabeth were at the point in their life where they even doubted the very angel of God. and said, what are you talking about? We are... He said, I'm old. Notice he didn't call his wife old, right? Probably some good advice there, right? He just says, she's well stricken. I'm an old man. What do you mean we're going to have a child? Defeated. You have a need this morning. Can I say just as God met with Zacharias... And Elizabeth, that God will meet with you as well. That God will meet your need. And whatever burden is holding you down, whatever defeat seems to be winning, whatever problems you have, whatever sin is in your life, God can take that away. And he can cast it as far as the east is from the west. To be remembered no more. Do you have that burden? Maybe it's not a burden in a bad sense. Maybe it's a burden for the lost. Oh how we need that burden today. To spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe it's a burden for family. Whatever it is. I want to encourage you. This is your opportunity. We're going to extend a song of invitation. Perhaps you have something weighing heavy on your heart this morning, and we just celebrated thanksgiving, and I trust that you gave thanks to God for all that he has done. But then you look at our society, you look at our world, and you see all the, the things that you see, and in essence, even genocide in Israel. And you think about all these that are suffering. God's people suffering. Do we have a burden? There's a scripture and it's actually here on this podium as well where Jesus was going about and he was teaching his disciples and And the question was asked, what would you have me to do? And the people simply replied, sir, we wish to see Jesus. We wish to see Jesus. My whole ministry is not about me. It's not about the churches I've served. It's not about the revivals I've held. But it is about Jesus and showing Jesus that he's available today. Despite the circumstances, despite how bad we think we are, he is available. Would you reach out to him today as we sing?